guys. This is Fresh Catch. David Dean. Good to see you. I, you're a little, uh, you know, remember our, our theme song for the podcast is like from a Scruffy Jack or something like that? Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm really celebrating scruffiness these days. Yeah. And, and how long has it been since you have, you've shaved? Mm, ah, it's probably been about, about a month. I did, I finally got I had too much of my of my neck hair. As it turns out, my thickest beard growth is right over my Adam's apple. I'm going. That's why would that be? But <laughs> didn't didn't a couple of weeks ago you decide to come up with a new way to to do some to grow some facial hair and and the missus wasn't wasn't crazy about the look. Yeah, and it, that's still. Uh, I have no idea what the outcome of this will be. Um, I I could if I would have had to bet and uh, all in I'm uh, the the day after we're allowed to go out in public I'm uh -huh. I'm back to everything shaved and neat and trimmed and but for now I'm really I'm here's the most uh, the beard is one thing that I get but I have I'm bald on the top of my head and so I have for more than 20 years shaved now everything about my head so that I look bald but the side and the back of my head grows hair. Really? So I want to know, okay, what's it look like? My dad had a beautiful silver mane. It was like a, some of our older listeners might remember Johnny Carson, how beautiful oh, that yeah. silver was. Yes. And he had a full head of hair. And I'm thinking, I wonder, would I have really nice silver on the side? And would that can I make that look okay? And so we'll see. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, it's irritating to me because it's, it's something I haven't experienced for a long time. I've, I've actually got, I could feel my hairs out of place from sleeping. Right. You know, that, I haven't had that experience for over 20 years. So. So do you think, is that a hereditary or I've heard people that wear a baseball cap their entire life. Um, they start to lose their hair. Yeah, I think it's hereditary, and and it and it skips. So, I I think yes. the gene is like on your. It would be my grandfather on my mom's side, and this is this is what his hair would have looked like too. Do you use an electric razor or a straight razor on your head? Electric, and I I know that if I was a a pristine committed to bald guy uh then i would have to go straight razor but it's it's as much about convenience and i'm not going to sh shave it every every day anyway so have you ever been in one of those high-end salons that are usually in a metropolitan city where you you see the guy he, he the hot towel and they they use that straight razor and just give him a nice clean cut. I, I would love to do that, but just the thought of a guy holding a blade and doing that to me, it just, it frightens me. Yeah. Well, you've, you've seen too many gangster movies and that, yes. that would be, yeah. But I, uh, I think that that I've had a, I, I've spent on that indulgence before. I mean, so I don't get a manicure or pedicure or anything like that. 
but one I I do remember a time going in for a a clean shave, you know, just give me a clean shave and just because I want to feel what that was like. Um, Can I come to the altar? (laughs) I've had both a manicure and a pedicure. Uh, When was the last time? Let's because that's you know having an experience is one thing, but being uh, on a every six week routine or something like that is an entirely different kind of commitment. Not the latter, the okay. former. Uh, and I can tell you, my most recent one, I was it was in January in the Dominican Republic, and I had a hangnail uh, on my thumb that I could not take care of, and every day I walked past this salon. Uh, there were women out there who said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll take care of your nails and take care of, you know, your feet and everything. I said, you know, I, I would just need this this thumb clipped. Well, one thumb turned into 10 fingers, and it was a long, it was a long process, and, and a little a little rougher than I had expected. I, I didn't know that they did nails with, uh, uh, you know, like this this metal file. It just... But I, when I walked away, my, my nails just looked incredible. So there's a part of me thought, this is something I could do monthly. I, I'm not, but. So what, it, was it a relaxing experience? Um, not like a massage. Okay. But somebody taking your nails and, and grinding it like a, with, a, with an, like, a, like a palm sander. That's what it felt like. And it just, it was a, <laughs> I just kept thinking, I'm not a piece of wood. Please go gentle. But. And then the toes were a little funky. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but if you can get through the pain, uh, the outcome's worth it. Yeah. That, uh, I just feel like uh, if I got a professional around my toes, they, they just would quit. You know, they would just say, I'm sorry. After I did, one? I did not sign up for this. Charlie, can we get a sharper blade? <laughs> So we've got a two. We've got a number two over here. Hey, I have, uh, people have different, different, <laughs> I mean, toes are really an interesting thing. <laughs> does, that, does that make you, does it, do you get tickled or just feels uncomfortable? I, no, I would, I've never had done. So I don't know. I, but, oh, you've but never had a, you've I've never had, had a, a petty? I never had a petty. They call I, it a man in a petty, but you've never had a petty. No, no. And I, I it's it's I don't think I'm a totally adverse to it, but I I am a little bit self conscious about uh, more than one person in my family specifically have called out how ugly my toes are, and especially I've got this you know my second toe is way longer than the big toe, so it looks like I you know literally I'm flipping people off with my feet all the time. So for so for someone to do your toenails, there might be a little bit of a gasp. Oh, yeah. Well, so I never felt terrible about that. I was, you know, who cares? I'm just a guy, right? Uh, even when I was first dating Susie back in the shade carpet days, you know, I had my toes kind of moving your toes through that carpet. In the carpet, you couldn't yeah. see your toes. Shade carpets. It's like a snake just roaming throughout the, That's right. the grass. Yeah, what can you find out? You know, I could pick something up with those things. But here's where I really, I did feel bad, and I apologize. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna call out an experience. My, so my my lovely daughter, my beloved Allison. 
who's a who's a mom living in Denver now, and um, but she's got my toe pattern, and uh, when she when she went to get her toes done, but because she was going to be in a wedding for my uh, for my son and daughter in law here, um, the um, somewhat rude, pretty direct uh, Asian pedicurist. <laughs> This man who owned the shop and who's that's a, that's a bit redundant, by the way. <laughs> but he he basically said in broken English, "Monkey toes, oh, no. monkey toes." And uh, I'm afraid that poor Allison has lived with that that image of monkey toes for quite some time. And honey, I I apologize if, if this is uh, right. Yeah, I just. You know, we're in an age where we just kind of put our stuff out there, and I hope that's okay, hon. So in ninth grade, my, my left foot, my big toe, it was constantly ingrown. And so after two or three minor uh, in-house surgeries, uh, we go to the doctor, and the doctor cuts the entire toenail off, uh, pulls the skin back, <clears throat> scrapes it so the toenail never returns and so consequently it would be equivalent to your second toe your big one where you're a little self-conscious about uh and, and so the girls in the dr when they went down to the work on the toes and when i say girls there were two one on each foot i'm not sure why other than um paying double the money but <laughs> when the girl did take off my sandal and get a closer look at that that hard nub under the nail um, they they did look at each other and say some things in Espanol. Um, I'm not sure what they said, but the look on their faces was something along the lines of, holy crap, what is, what is that thing? <laughs> is he contagious? <laughs> Does he have COVID of the toe? It just, it was... <laughs> so I, I, do, I do feel Allison's pain in that, you know, my friend Bill Crawford used to say, be calm on the outside, be shocked on the inside. You know, don't, don't overreact. You know, maybe you go home and go, I can't believe that toe. But the, they, they both the girls just kind of were shocked at the appearance of it. And it's frightening to children. When yeah. kids see my, yeah. my toe at the pool or you're at the lake and <laughs> they're kind of scanning you up and down. They, once they hit that toe, it's kind of like, oh. Yeah. The other, the other thing I'm self-conscious about, too, is I don't have a navel. What? So you and I are zooming. You can, you and I can see each other. Yeah. I'm gonna show you my navel. Look, see there's there's nothing my, there. That's my belly button right there. I don't see a thing. No. How did that happen? You see a gut. Wait a minute. Hey, I hope there's no neighbors. I hope there's no neighbors in my neighborhood right now. You're an alien. In my window as I'm showing my. <laughs> You're you're an alien. You did not come from a human being. I mean, that how did that happen? That the navel is. I asked my, I asked my doctor that in my mind every flipping day. What happened? And yeah, it was an umbilical hernia surgery. He cut it out so that it will look new. And now, listeners, if you can imagine a face with no nose, that's <laughs> that's what my stomach. I just showed Dave Rod my navel, and he looked at it for 15 seconds. 
So, which, which is stranger, the fact that I don't have a navel or that I showed you <clears throat> my navel for 15 seconds on Zoom? Yeah, I, that's, the second's not strange right now, not in this uh, pandemic time, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to, but I am so, I mean, I'm thinking about you at the beach now, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about people giving you a second look for a different reason, right? Yes. I mean, there's, hey, he's a handsome, whoa, whoa, what's, hey. Mm-hmm. He, he, somebody beamed him down. What, what is he doing on our planet? So when I came out of surgery and out of healed, I go in for my follow-up and I say to the doctor, thanks for taking care of that umbilical hernia. It was a gigantic bubble that was coming out of my uh, navel. But I said, I'm thankful for that. However, it, it's, there, there's nothing there. And, and he says, well, <laughs> neither did Adam and Eve. <laughs> he just writes it off. And and it, it would feel it would feel pretty stupid actually to say, could you just kind of dig a little hole there cosmetically so that I absolutely so that I belong with everybody else in the human race here? Could I could I have a belly button? Could I have a, a, a navel or you know, Bessie suggested getting like a tattoo on my stomach where it just you know, it looks like a 3D <laughs> So do you understand my frustration or my how self-conscious I am in, in public in the summer with with no i've got nine nails and no belly button so i do feel your pain as far as yeah i i get that i uh i have a i have a just a i'm i'm quickly there's a a bunch of data in the past about you that i'm starting to now download this and, and go does this information help me understand you in a different way but here's where you and I, I think we're wired the same. I, I think most guys who are in front of people, we're, we're fairly confident at what we do. And there's a, there's kind of an air, if, if that's the right word. Yeah. But there's also a, a teeny tiny thread of insecurity. And honestly, I'm at a stage of life where uh, the, the, the navel and the, the, the empty toenail, that's, that's not a part of my insecurity umbrella anymore. Is that, I mean, yeah. it's like in the back burner. Right. You've settled with that. Well, and, and, um, you know, Pappy's going to give you a vision about, about you're going to get to a place where nothing about how you look matters, you know? So that's, you just, yeah. hey, here, here, what it is is what it is. Uh, but there was a time when you were at least trying to, you know, putty and fill in the, gaps and you know make yourself yes. look a little bit presentable and do comb overs you know you've seen people that are balding and they they are fighting that with major comb overs and a good wind and you got the you got that thing blowing up straight up and it's it yeah last week i'm picking up some leaves around my flower bed and i i'm raking them i'm bending over i'm, I'm putting them in a in a lawn and leaf bag and i could feel the cold air blowing on my back so I knew the top end of my rear end was hanging out, but I was in such a groove picking up leaves, I didn't care. And so at one point, I'm facing the street, bending over, raking leaves, and I'm, I'm just in a, in a frenzy, like it's my job. I'm scooping up, raking up. I don't care if my pants fall to my knees. I'm taking care. And at least two cars went by. Ah! So I knew, I knew these smarty pants thought it'd be kind of cute to go by and honk at the old guy with his butt crack hanging out. And I didn't care. You didn't care. I kept working. I didn't yeah. care. 
because at the end of the day, what is it? They got to see, well, I, I got to tell you something. This takes me back. I remember, I remember you talking, this was back in the old podcast days. So it's at least more than eight years ago when you were describing how fun it was for you to look out your window at your neighbor who was, who was am I right? I mean, you're, and, and it was that same thing. It, it was like, look at it. You know, I don't know if you took pictures or I don't I mean, whatever. It's just he like. He was working on the neighbor's house and his yeah. pants were down below his butt. They wasn't showing a top of his rear. The whole high den was out for neighbors and God and everybody to see. And I recorded it for 15 minutes. <laughs> well, and. And, and you do that in the interest, I, I get it, it's your profession. In some ways, you're doing, you're doing research. You're going, is there something here that I can turn, literally, I can turn into money? I can, can I, this is my way of providing for my family, so. It's a bit about a butt. It's, <laughs> a bit about a butt. And at the time, that was funny, but last week, having people see my rear as they're because I'm working, it wasn't funny. I didn't care. So I think I've hit that stage where, like you mentioned earlier, you just, you know, I want to be discreet. I'm not going to be, you know, a pervert, but there's, if a guy's working in his yard and he's bending over without a belt, you know, let it go. I mean, what's, you got to honk your horn. All right. Does that make you feel better? You saw my butt. Okay. Why don't you come help me rake leaves? Do, do you think that's where, uh, you know, who was the first person to ever moon somebody? Mm. I mean, I know we saw it in the movie The Braveheart, in Braveheart, right? So, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, is that what motivated it? You know, somebody kind of going, hey, look at you, you're so cute. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you, you like it? Here. Full Monty. Here you go. I might, instead of mooning, I might just start lifting my shirt to show my navel. Here. Think about this when you go to bed. Yeah. yeah, you knew what you're seeing before, but this will be—it's a Where's Waldo moment, you know. This is this is Frankenstein here. <laughs> Things without a nose. If you could make eye contact at the same time, and they could be scared just a little bit, like I see you, I see you. <laughs> my navel can't, but I can. I yeah, can I'm right here. Oh my goodness. Hey, you are, um, I, I said it's, it's kind of correct. You could grow a good beard, man. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm shaving today. I, I, I uh, no, I couldn't do like, I couldn't do anything full like you have. You've got that cool looking kind of a thick goatee. It gives you that appearance. And I just, I look, I, I just look like I'm uh, an illegal alien. I just, I just came from Guadalajara and there's just patches and uh, kind of scruff. And when I get down to the DR, and the skin gets a little darker, and I let they the people actually think I'm Dominican. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, you get a, you have a good tan. So I, great, but... I I am I am wondering if you if I could show you if I was if I could show you that you'd get uh, uh, twenty percent more income because you'd be funnier with a uh -huh. beard. Would you then grow a beard? Wow, is facial hair up the up the ante? Is it? I it depends on what, it depends on. I mean, I have no idea. Some, you know, some people cultivate a look, right? That's that's part of their shtick. Um, I don't know if that would be my my calling card. It I would it, was, it, it would look awkward. I, I see the guys who 
like that actor John Hamm. He was on Mad Men and he's yeah, in yeah. movies. He's always got that thick five o'clock shadow. Like he he just shaved ten minutes ago, but it's growing back. You know, and that's not me. I just yeah. Uh, so I I have I, and you have a very pleasant face, so <laughs> which is good. Now now that I understand, I mean it's really important that you have a pleasant face because if you're shirtless. Or wearing We're, flip-flops. Yeah, exactly. We, you want people's eyes drawn to your face and not to any other place. That's, that's exact. I would never do stand-up in flip-flops or with my shirt unbuttoned. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, have you, have your yeah, grandchildren... Is that a public have, pledge right now? Is that <laughs> a pledge? <laughs> in, case, in case there's somebody who's contemplating hiring you right now and you go, I don't know, should I put this in the waiver in the contract? You don't have to worry. He's publicly pledged to never do comedy anywhere where, you know, his absentee belly button is is now known and or the, the, the toenail kind of goes, uh, I'm Thank gone you. too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've been wanting to share this with you the last two weeks and I want, I'm going to give you my thought, my closing thought, and I want you to, to wrap it up in the only way Dr. Dave Ron can do it. But the last two or three weeks I have, I've discovered it. I feel like I'm a, I'm an activity director at a senior care center. Hmm. I feel like um, every day, you know, I wake up, I create a menu, uh, prep food. We do an activity. We do a devotion. We do some family time, just Betsy and I. And, and then you, you start thinking about bed around seven o'clock. Is this is this kind of a weird groove that that we as uh, I was going to say as Americans, but as a world, is this kind of a different groove that we're starting to embrace with this with this disease that we're we're battling? I mean, this is this is creating a whole new normal for our culture. Uh, I I first of all, I totally agree. I and it, uh, never so much so as as my morning routines. I mean, I'm walking down the hall and I hit my Keurig button and I let the dog out. And I watch the dog a little bit, and then I go turn the light on by the window where I read, and I bring the dog back in, and he stands around while I eat a raw egg, and he gets part of the, you know, I mean, it is just Groundhog every, Day every single day like that. And here, here's what, um, there's a part of us, God wants us to trust him, right? Well, Remember the old trust fall where you just kind of let yourself go and let your friends catch you and things like they that? You. Yeah, you, you yeah. couldn't see it. They were I mean, that, that's, that's a picture of trust. Like, mm -hmm. let yourself go. When you have a rope tethered to yourself, <laughs> you're not really letting yourself go. You're not really trusting. Well, he wants us to trust us and sometimes um, removing things that we have uh, unwittingly put our trust in is part of that journey. And... Um, when we react like you and I are doing, when we're talking about our routines, this is us reinserting some control factors, some normalcy, some way to, okay, this is, man, I, life's got to be a little bit more under control. I just can't, I can't improv all the time, all the time. It just, just would wear me down. I need something that's going to be normal that I can count on. And God goes, yes, I want you to count on me. I want you to, so you'll, you'll keep assembling these little control mechanisms in your life along the way, but 
if you if you dive deep into it and start to have conversations with God about it, sometimes you go, Lord, you're you're right here. I I I want to I want to change it up a bit. I, I I not just not just for random reasons, but I I want I want you to be the only thing that I really do trust in because I don't have control. That's the that's the the deep fear that humans have is that we're out of control, and that's what happens at death above all else we don't have control about when we die and uh so there's a deep fear but that all can go away when you trust god in the spaces that you don't have control over so i'm not sure it changes our routines but it's no that's 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 incredibly uh brilliant insight And, and you cannot put a price tag on contentment either physical emotional especially spiritual content you cannot put a price tag on peace of mind. Well, and you, and, and when you, <clears throat> as many times as you've been to the DR and I'm, I know you've met plenty of poor, impoverished people who are unbelievably content. And first time it just kind of rocks your world. Like, how could that be? How could they be content? They don't have anything. And you, you go, there must be something more to this contentment secret formula. So when I first started going there 20 years ago, the, the the chasm between the way Dominicans and Americans lived, it was night and day, Dave. And I tell you, in the last six months, that window has closed. And the way they're living, the way we're living, I mean, we have obviously many more opportunities and more resources, but it, I feel like God's just putting us all on the same plane going, I'm going to help you realign <laughs> your priorities and let's get this figured out together. So, Yeah, well, God... Uh redeems everything he allows so whether i don't know if he's he kind of emptied a basket of covid from heaven on us Mm. but the fact that it is allowed is partly uh what we can count on is that he can redeem it Mm -hmm. he can he can make something out of it for us so hey uh this has been too fun i don't know where we got where we lost time but Probably in that uh, absentee naval thing. I'm still stunned by that. I'm going to be. I, I, I'm so thankful. This is a this is a podcast, and it's not a it's not a visual. It's not a video that you see it on YouTube. It just this is this is safe. Do you think the listeners could have heard my fear, my my oh, my shock, this, my voice? It was that the silence said everything. <laughs> we had 15 seconds of silence where listeners are now they're going to listen to this podcast and they're conjure up in their mind. Honey, what was Dave? What was Dave Ron looking at? What do you think? It- yeah, that maybe that's what we should close with. Just invite listeners as you end this podcast, just to sit in silence a little bit. Don't for be afraid bucks, of that. I'll, for ten bucks, I'll send you a picture of my navel <laughs> or, or lack of. And that's and that's how a comedian who's lost his gigs is going to make a living. And there's more. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. All right, buddy. <laughs>